It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 807 at News Talk WSB, 54.7 degrees here. It's been moved more than a degree since we came in this morning at 6 o'clock. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. This is the Lawn and Garden Show. And if you have a question about gardening or lawning or treeing or shrubbing or flowering, 404-872-0750. The lines have been full all morning long. Let's keep going. First from line, Harold calls us with kudzu in his yard. Hey, Harold, good morning. Good morning. I appreciate taking the call. Sure, Harold. Uh, I have uh, about 18 acres that we've developed, and there wasn't any kudzu when we started cutting in roads. Uh And uh, so down on the, uh, we have about a two-acre yard in this, most of the rest is woodland, and down on the the street side where we started in our driveway, uh, kudzu started in, and we've been fighting it for about 10 years. Wow, yeah. (laughs) And uh, every... Well, and we're in and out now. We're kind of retirement age, so we're not always there when it emerges. And and by the time we get back, it's out of control. And yeah. it's just now about a third of the area down by the road is covered. And I don't want to leave one day and come back and find no no visible sign of my house. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it, it is that way. It does tend to cover things. School right. buses, houses, barns, a whole chicken right. houses. Chicken houses particularly because who loves the chicken house when it goes through next to yeah. that. Some plenty of fertilizer, I guess. Yeah, you bet. So the question I, is, what are we going to do about the kudzu? Well, you got it. Uh, it's not going to be easy. I mean, you can you could theoretically spray with one of the broadleaf herbicides, but you run considerable risk of killing things you didn't mean to kill. That's covered by the kudzu. There may be shrubs or small trees or things in there that you don't want to you don't want to hurt. Right. Beyond that, there's the old machete and you know, tractor idea, but that's a lot of work and a lot of time, and you're almost retired. Who wants to do all that work? Come on. Absolutely. I think your best bet is to find somebody to come and do it for you, Harold. There's no shortcut to kudzu control. There's no specific kudzu spray that'll kill only kudzu and not the good things you like in the covered-up areas. So somebody's okay. got to come in there and dig it up, maybe a little small bobcat to move the ground around with a root and dig the roots out. That is, but, it, it, but it, I've been told that you know it all traces back to one root. You could find that one root and oh, get yeah, that well. up. You could get it, but I don't believe that's the case. When it's when it's young, yeah, that one root is where it originated from. But then the root has put foliage and seeds, and the seeds have spread. And then that's each one is a new root. And so initially, yeah, it was one root, but that was years ago. <laughs> now it's okay. multiple roots. Somebody's got to go out and dig each one of those or kill each one of them somehow. Okay, there, there's a secondary problem. Um, mimosas. Hmm. Do you know, um, I, I forgot one more thing. You could also graze it if you felt like you there's enough kudzu there to support two or three cows or five or ten sheep or goats or something like that. You could also graze the kudzu down. That would be a nice hmm. environmental way of taking care of it that way. I have one farmer friend said that his cows wouldn't eat it. So. <laughs> they don't like it. It's not great. It's sort of fuzzy, I think, on their tongues. They don't like it, but goats will eat it very nicely. Goats like it. Okay. So if I could get me two or three mating pairs of goats and fence it off and just let them have at it. You could, or you could, again, there are people who do this for, for 
a fee who have goats and they do all over metro Atlanta. I see traders with about 10 goats in it. And then after that, you see a, a ivy, English ivy patch near a creek or something, and the goats are down there munching on it, and the fence has been erected temporarily around them. Well, that's an idea. Didn't thought about that. Okay, any ideas on mimosa trees? Ooh, that's one that's pretty easy. If you can find, you know, the biggest trees, it's easy enough just to chop into the bark and spray with a little bit of Roundup, and that'll kill it. If you chop into the bark and spray Roundup on the wound, it'll be absorbed into the tree and kill it pretty pretty easily. Okay. you got lots of sprouts and seedlings, and with them, many times, just taking a machete out there and cutting them down at the ground level, and they won't come back very readily. Okay. Right, well, the thing was there, we only had a couple, but unfortunately, there have been seeds laying there for years, yeah, and then yeah. when we cut in the roadways and turned the dirt, uh, we got a bump crop. Seeds came to the surface. That's another one you can either do the machete yourself or hire somebody to come in and knock them all down. And, and goats okay. may eat mimosa. I don't know about mimosa being food for goats, but I know they'll eat kudzu for sure, and wisteria, too. Okay. All right. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Good talking to you, Bye-bye. Harold. Thanks for calling. we got Hans in Athens, Georgia, who joins us. Hans, hey, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm well, my friend. How can I help? Listen, I have a potted hibiscus, and I want to know about pruning it back any. Mm, More than likely, yes, because otherwise it gets bigger and bigger, and you can't fit it in the sunroom if you don't prune it back sometime. Yeah, well, I put it out there in the summertime and then put it in the house, and I just noticed now I got about two dozen yellow leaves on it. Mm-hmm. How much is good to prune it back? Is it still in the house now, or did you take it back out again? Oh, no, I just put it back in the house, seeing how it's gotten cold. Yeah, okay. Well, it's going to naturally lose some leaves, so don't be surprised if you lose at least a third of the leaves on it. It looks sort of thin by January and February, yeah. but then when it's warm enough to take it back outside in April, then the leaves will come back and it'll be okay. One of the things to remember during the wintertime is that watering on a hibiscus, it seems particularly, is important. But they don't want to be soggy and they don't want to be dry. It's one of those situations with the plant that you just about have to test the soil every two or three yeah. days to see how much dryness is in the soil. When it's dry, water. When it's damp, don't put any water on it. Don't let it get waterlogged because they'll sure die from that. Yeah. Well, how much should I cut it back? <clears throat> is my I would say by a quarter. A quarter seems about, about quarter. right for mine, yeah. About a quarter. Yeah. So if it's two-foot diameter ball, then maybe cut it in by about six inches. It seems about right. All right. Well, thank you, Walter. Listen, you have a great day, and go Bulldogs. Go dogs. That's right, my friend. We'll see you soon, Hans. Bye-bye. Nate in Shadydale is with us. Hey, Nate. Good morning. Hey, Walter. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nate. How can I help? Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I moved into a house in Shadydale. Didn't have a whole lot of... Uh, flowers and shrubs and stuff so we planted a couple of indian hawthorns in the back flower bed sure and the first year they looked pretty good and after the winter came and went just they never regained a whole lot of leaves they have a few but not a lot uh what what will be causing that what can i do to correct it because they almost look like they're dead do you see any spots on the leaves at all nate uh there are some like rust colored spots You know, the truth of the matter is, I would say take it out. If it doesn't have any leaves on it now, it's certainly not going to get any, many more during the wintertime. And it's going to be that right. much more weak when it comes. And now is a beautiful, wonderful, fabulous, perfect time to plant shrubs. I think if I were you, I'd pull them out and plant something else. 
It could okay. be another hawthorn, but a hawthorn that's resistant to disease. Some of the girl-named hawthorns are Eleanor, and uh, there's Eleanor, there's Cheryl, there's Rita. There's two or three hawthorns that on the label will say resists hawthorn leaf spot, and that is what you want. Okay. Uh, another question I have for you is we planted two uh, weeping, blossoming cherry trees, I guess is what they're called, Okay. in the, uh, in the front yard, and early in the spring... They, uh, they look good. They look like they're getting a lot of leaves. They bloom. And then all of a sudden, they look the same as the Hawthorns do. They look like they're dying. Yeah. Is that, a, is that something that's normal, or what, what, what can I do as far as like a fertilizer for those? I see a lot of cherry trees, particularly Kwanzaan cherry, the ones that have the pink flowers in the spring, that are just dead defoliated now. They're not dead exactly. They just have defoliated so early in the in the fall that, they should still have leaves on them, and I notice it. And I think now something's not right. They get the there's a cherry leaf spot as well. There's a hawthorn leaf spot different from the cherry leaf spot. But for the cherries, it seems to me that one could protect them if one got around to doing it in the spring by putting a fungicide on the cherry leaves when they're young and new and green. But the only other thing that I can think of to do is when the leaves have fallen off the tree, to rake those leaves out and then replace them with fresh mulch so that you're not reinfecting the tree every year from the from the diseased leaves on the ground. That's about the okay. only thing I can think to do about the cherry leaf spot. All right, so change, changing the mulch out will probably help that uh, a little bit? I think, I think a little bit is the right word. It's not going to cure everything, but it'll sure help to not have infected leaves on the ground with you know the possibility of fungi, spores, Splashing up on the bottom leaves and splashing up the tree as the as the spring wears on. Okay. All right, Walter. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Good luck with it, my friend. You will need it. All right. You have a good day. <laughs> you bet, Nate. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Oh my goodness, that's a good question. Leaf spot on cherries. I'm still researching ways of controlling it more easily than having to spray the tree in. March or April, but that right now is the only thing I can find. Yes, you can spray fungicide on it in the spring before the leaf spot starts, but what I've seen in my observation is cherry trees that by June will be about half defoliated. By July, they're about three-quarters defoliated. By August, they seem to be just completely bare, no leaves on them. And when I've gone to inspect the trees that I'm close enough to go look at, they all have little yellow spots all over the leaves early in the in the summer, and then the yellow spots cause the leaves to fall into story. So this, this leaf spot can be controlled with fungicides, but the ha fungicide has to be put on before the fungus really gets started and affects every leaf in, in a 100% manner. So any garden fungicide will control it, but the clue, I guess, or the key is to get it on before the leaves were fully involved in disease, and that would be sometime in April, May, I'm guessing, would be the right time to spray the fungicide, but I'm still looking for a regimen that I can count on that I know will prevent it by spraying fungicides, and I can't think of any other organic thing to do other than rake the leaves out, remove the inoculum, and try to keep the plant healthy that way. More research needed. It's 817. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, cooler this afternoon. Rainfall is probably going out by late this afternoon. High today in the 60s, overnight in the mid-40s. Tomorrow, sunny, breezy, cooler. High only 55 degrees tomorrow, though. 
Rain will be gone, and the temperature in Jacksonville, Florida, 81 degrees this afternoon at 3.30 when the University of Georgia Bulldogs meet the Florida Gators. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And right now comes up the weekend prize pack. Ashley Frasca, thinking of a number between 2 and 7, who determines who wins a pair of tickets to an evening, not an evening with Randy Newman. What is That was last weekend. Who is what's the prize pack this weekend, Ashley? Okay, drum roll, please. Yeah. <laughs> Four passes to see 20th Century Fox's upcoming film Murder on the Orient Express, ah, and that is right. hitting the theaters November 10th, and a family four-pack of tickets to see an Atlanta Gladiators home game at Infinite Energy Arena in Gwinnett. Thank you, Ms. Frasca. So, if you would like two tickets to see Murder on the Orient Express, plus four tickets to see the Gladiators p- play at the Infinite Energy Arena, you must be the... Caller number three, you want to know why? That's how many wins the Florida Gators have. That's how many wins the Florida Gators have this year. 404-741-0750 is our contest line. 404-741-0750. Third winner, third caller is the winner. Let's see here. Richard is in McDonough and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Richard. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How can I help, Richard? I have a crepe myrtle that we cut down that's probably six or eight years old yeah and want it gone forever but however there's (laughs) now lots of them returning that crepe world is a persistent plant (laughs) i thought man you cut down my head but i'm gonna my little legs and feet and arms are gonna sprout out for you all over the lawn and and the flower beds and things like that exactly they're coming up in places they weren't before yeah really you know the the theory, the goal, is to make sure no foliage remains alive, either by chopping, mowing, slicing, spraying with herbicide. But whatever you do has got to keep all the foliage off of those roots because that starves them to death. It's not a, not a chemical that you can put on one sucker, one sprig coming out of the ground. It'll move into the root and kill the whole thing. you got to just make sure all of them are cut. And all of them are leafless, and that way, within a year, they'll quit sprouting, and that'll be the end of that story. It's just persistence on your part. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't sound easy because yeah. it's. I've tried Roundup, and it has not. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I haven't been persistent enough. Make, makes dead spots in your grass, and that's about all it'll do. It'll kill that one sucker, but twenty more coming around it, and different plants. Roundup is a little bit translocated in the roots of plants, but not far enough to really kill all the suckers you have in your landscape so is that the choice roundup probably the easiest thing and the easiest thing to use just be careful don't get it on anything else obviously that you don't want to hurt with a herbicide but yeah roundup is about what most people use that or cutting well, it down it, either, either way mowing it down if it's in the lawn either way yeah at this point i'm willing to sacrifice the collateral damage to get rid of the <laughs> right. great myrtles but thank you add some persistence to it richard that's what you need persistence persistence Thank you. All right, man. We'll see you soon. It's 827 at Newstalk WSB. More Lawn and Garden Plus. The Pike Pick of the Weekend is a great one this weekend at 835. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.36, 55 degrees outside at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. 
I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to give you advice on whatever topic you want to get advice upon, as long as it has to do with something in your garden, not relationships or automotive care or anything that might be out of my realm of expertise. My realm of expertise is the outdoors and gardens. That's the same place you, many times you'll find my friend at Pike Nursery, Mickey Gasway, who joins us every Saturday morning at this time. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning. How are you? Would you say that your realm of expertise is about anything that's green that photosynthesizes? You have something to think about or say about that thing? Probably not. <laughs> well, when you say expertise, that means I know about. Oh, it. oh, oh, oh! Well, I didn't but mean I that. Learned, I learn something every day, and that's it. I didn't mean capital E expertise. That was lowercase e expertise. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, okay. and both of us know that you're only an expert when you're twenty, thirty miles away from home. So, you know. That's how we become experts. <laughs> that sounds good. Oh, my goodness. So, Mickey, I saw the the uh, preview of what the Pike Pick of the Weekend was going to be, and I thought, that is going to hit it on the nail. That's exactly what we need right now. So go ahead and announce. What will our Pike Pick it's be for Hucaris. this? Hucaris. Hucaris. Now, remember, everybody, that's spelled H-E-U-C-H-E-R-A, Hucara, sometimes called alum root, but they are the best plant around for fall color oh they're so pretty i've got some in a big old clawfoot bathtub yeah. in my back and it looks they just look and i've got it with ferns and there's some hosses the hosses are dying down a little bit now but uh and some vinca mine are hanging over. it's so pretty it's just a real and oh and some um hellebores sure. go good with them too so the colors range from the red, the rusty orange, the yellow, those caramel colors. There's just all sorts of colors of the leaves of heuchera. That's mostly what they're named for, or known for, is the leaves, not for the flowers. But they have flowers too. They do, and they're they're not. And some people love the flowers. I don't like the flowers. So I cut them off. But uh, some people love them. But um, I, I just love all that color in the leaves. To me, they're beautiful. And even though there's one called Georgia peach. Oh, Georgia peach is, so is a great, pretty, one, pretty mm -hmm. plant. Love that one. I know both of us like coleus. But coleus is a summer annual, a plant that you plant yeah. in the spring and it's it dies when winter comes. Euchara <laughs> has color all year long. Those colors are mm -hmm. on that plant all year long. It never dies back. I love it. I love it. The, it. the main thing is just make sure it drains well and that you don't overwater it. Right. If it gets damp and soggy, then it's going to get root rot, and then we got problems. And the only That's other right. problem I can think of is I've had mine. Do you remember me sending you a picture of my howdy pot, Mickey? No. I'm I sent sorry, a picture. I, I thought I sent you a picture of the. I have a container right next to my front door that I fill with heuchera ferns, and I think I've got one of the uh, glacier euphorbias in there. Lots of mm -hmm. color, pretty, pretty leaves. And I call it my howdy pot because anybody who comes to my front door it says howdy, howdy right? Okay. Uh -huh. So I've had the heuchera in there for now three years, I think. And the one thing that I need to do is the leaves extend out of the plant on sort of a stalk, a neck, if you will. And I need to dig that plant up and plant it a little bit more deeply so the neck is hidden and the leaves will continue to grow and it'll be fine. But I need to repot it, I think, in my container. Well, I will go out and look at mine. It may have that, and I haven't noticed The neck. <laughs> Maybe it's the been there for two or three years. It'll have a neck on that, it. Yeah. If it does, so you just dig it deeper? Is that the way you yeah. do it? Yeah, you just dig it up and scoop oh. it out a little bit deeper and put it back down in there. It's sort of like an African violet. I've done the same thing right, with African violets. Right, that's what violets. I thought about. Exactly. I forgot what they call that. Arbor 
something mm, burying the neck what you call yeah, it long neck okay <laughs> yeah curing the long neck on heuchers that would be the that would yeah. be the name for it any special care other than you i've said containers but you put them in the ground as well uh, you want to keep the leaves right. off of them during the during the winter when the leaves and pine needles are falling but anything yeah. else that you can think of? No, you know, I usually plant them with some Sure Start or something like Sometimes I use the Osmocote. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really about all I do. I don't do much to them yeah. at all. And they reward you every day of the year. Colorful leaves. Heuchera's right. are a great plant. H-E-U-C-H-E-R-A. Heuchera. Look right. it up online. But if you if say you cheer... If you no. say Uchira or Carl Bells, we'll know what you're talking all about. All right. Anyway, either way you want to call it, we will that's know what right. you're saying. So, Mickey, I got another preview that's going to be a big sale at Pike in the next week or two, right? Yes, we've got lots of stuff. But I think there's like a half off or 20% off or 40% off or something like that happening in the next weekend. Go go online and look. It'll show you all the stuff that's on there because I can't remember in my mind which ones are which. But if you go online, it'll show you if you're playing the dirt. If If you're not, you need to be part of our rewards program and play in the dirt and you'll get this. Online. All right. We don't talk about playing the Dirt Club enough, but that is something that's a great service of Pike. Once you it have is. become a member, you just use your Play in the Dirt card. Sometimes you get discounts, but you get early notification of sales, and that's one of the best things about Play in the Dirt Club members. That's right. And you get a, at once you spent $600, you get a $25 gift card. Of course, you come in here and there's so much you want to buy. Yeah, of course. You just. It's a great thing. So if we wanted to find yeah. where all the locations are, where these heuchras or alum root or carl bells or what's the other name for them we call them, huchera, if you want to know where, That's the, right. where these uh, plants are. PikeNursery.com. Mickey, are there any football uh, games thing. in your future today? One more thing. What is that? Alabama has a buy, so you don't hear me say <sighs> this very often, but go dogs. Go dogs today. Thank you, Mickey. We'll see you soon. <laughs> see you soon. Bye. 42 minutes past the hour. Mickey Gasway, remember if you want the Pike Pick Sale, 20% off all Heuchera plants, just go to any Pike Nursery location, load your card up, go to the cashier and say, hey, this is the Pike Pick of the weekend, 20% off on all Heucheras this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Michelle is in Decatur, is waiting very patiently for us. Hey, Michelle, good morning. Hi, Walker, how are you doing? Doing great. How can I help? What's on your What's your plans uh, for today, Michelle? I, well, I heard they were going to be a frost. I want to set out my, um, some musters and uh, greens today, sure. And I don't want. Will I need to put a plastic over it if I, if the frost come or if the frost won't hurt them? Generally, I would not worry this early in the fall to plant them because even though it may be thirty two degrees at you know ground level or at your height at six feet or something like that, down at the ground level, the soil is still pretty warm. The soil is still in the fifties, I think, right now. And so the ground warmth, the soil warmth, is what will keep those little plants from being hurt by frost. After oh, okay. just two or three weeks of sunny, cooler weather, they'll be up three, four, ten inches, maybe more. And at that point, the frost doesn't hurt them much until it gets really cold, down to 20, mid-20s to low-20s is when they get hurt then. But right now, yeah, I think you've got time to plant, and they won't be hurt too much by cold at all for the next at least two or three weeks. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Walker. A big job. Don't have to draw. Go, yeah, have to go out and dodge the raindrops this afternoon because it's going to be raining exactly. part That's of the I'm rain. Exactly. I'm trying to get out there now yeah. so I can get ahead of it. Okay. Right. Thanks a lot. Good luck with it. Thanks for calling, uh-huh. Michelle. Uh-huh. Paul is with us from Atlanta. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? Hey, man. I'm great. How can I help? Two very quick questions. The first one is on my Bermuda grass. Yeah. What is the 
Uh, here, let me switch phones. Hang on. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. So from my Bermuda grass, what is the last point at which I should um, cut the grass, and how long should I make it? Usually, Bermuda grass is mowed at about an inch and a half or an inch and three quarters during the year, and so the last mowing needs to be one notch higher than that, just a little smidge higher than you did during the rest of the year. It won't matter appreciably if you've already put the mower up and don't want to mow it anymore and you didn't mow it any higher than you did during the summertime. It's not going to make a lot of difference. But if it were me and I was had one mowing left in my lawn, one notch up on the law, on the lawnmower height adjustment there by the wheel, and that's all I would do. One and mo- when should the last mow be? Yeah, me and me and my neighbor were looking at our respective St. Augustine lawns and saying, you know, maybe one more. Yeah, okay, get the guys down here, the kids in the street that do our lawn mowing for us. So I'm going to say one more, and I don't think you'll need to do it after that. It'll, it's already going to sleep, and it should be completely dormant, or at least not growing anymore by middle of November. So I don't think it you'll need to mow it much. It's still solid green Pardon? right now. It's still solid green now. Yeah, it's green now, but it's not growing. You haven't had to mow it, I bet, for the last week or two easily. Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. So it's All right, thank you. slowing down. So one more mowing, end of story, put the mower up, go there enjoy you go. yourself. Thank you. And real quick, on your one of your previous callers about the crepe mower, when's the, uh, a good time to get it? Clip that back. If you have to, if you feel like you need to clip them back anytime between December and late February would be a time to do it. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. You bet, Paul. Thanks for calling. All right. We've got Sylvia on the line in Griffin in Spalding County. Sylvia, good morning. Oh, good morning. My question is about my zenith zoysia sod that we had laid in late February. Okay. And I just, I I invested too much. I do not want to do anything wrong. (laughs) We have fertilized it once. We just used 10, 10, 10, which I don't think is what you're supposed to. But it's done well. I just want some tips on maintaining that. And we have some tree roots. And and in those areas, we've had to water it a little more because it would kind of beige over. Got it. And so I just want to keep this healthy. So can you give me some tips? You know what? You were smart to only fertilize it one time. The general rule of thumb on zoysia is to fertilize it less than you would Bermuda grass. Bermuda just grows faster and needs more fertilizer to keep it healthy. Zoysia, as you've known, is a sort of slower-growing grass and does not need more than a couple of fertilizings during the year. And like you already mentioned, I don't think 10-10-10 is the best thing for it because the the nutrients in 10-10-10 are used almost within the first week or two after you put it down, and then the grass has nothing to use for the next three or four weeks. So any of the turf fertilizers, you know, the various brand names of Scott's and Pennington's and here in Atlanta, Pike's, all have different brand names of turf fertilizer or lawn fertilizer. Unless you have a real bad weed problem, which I doubt you will with Zenozoysia, then you use a straight turf fertilizer, not a weed and feed, just straight lawn fertilizer or turf fertilizer, whatever it says on the bag. And use that twice a year and you're, you're gold. Okay, twice a year. Okay, now... Um what is that number, 15-0-something? Well, the first number is always going to be above 20, actually. So any number above 20 for the first number, and it'll be, let's say, 23-3-9 or 24-2-6 or something like oh, okay. that. Okay, okay. Really no idea. magic number. As long as it's more than 20, you'll be fine. And by the way, one more thing. If you want to know when to fertilize Sylvia, yeah. in the spring, when the zoysia is about 90% green, don't be tempted that the, you know, the weather is warm, the grass, the sun is out and all that. It's only when the grass itself is 90% green is it time to fertilize. 
Okay. And then when would it be the second one? Uh, about eight weeks after that. Okay. Okay. All right. And and I don't need to water it any more this year. No, 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 no. We're finished watering for the year. It should be plenty rooted down and healthy, ready to go to sleep. Okay. And I put out a, a Crimson Queen Japanese maple in June. It's in full sun. I think it would be a little happier if it had some partial shade. Uh, any tips on, do, do I just need to water it periodically? I just think water it periodically. I don't think it's worth moving because many times they can take a good bit of uh, sunshine. So I don't think the Crimson King... Crimson, Crimson King or Crimson Queen is going to either one is going to need moving or need more shade than you've given it right now. Thanks for calling, Sylvia. we got to go. It's 849. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Early one morning the sun was shining. I was laying in bed. Wondering if she'd change it all if her hair was still red. Her folks, they said our lives together. Brother Bob, we appreciate that. And Jason Byers doing our music this morning. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Rain showers be finished by the late afternoon today. High only 60 degrees, though low overnight in the mid-40s. Tomorrow, sunny, breezy, cooler. High only 55 degrees. In Jacksonville, 81 degrees at kickoff this afternoon. 3.30 is when kickoff starts. So the pregame show starts at 11.30 on your home with the dogs. We'll have more full weather report in 10 minutes with News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Real quickly, Paige in St. Simons, Georgia joins us. Hey, Paige, good morning. I'm going to be moving to Florida, and I have 12 rose bushes that are let, have been planted less than a, a year ago. Yeah. How can I safely move them after they've had a really bad bout with black spots? Are these special roses of some sort, Paige? Yeah, just, just regular roses. I wouldn't move them. It's too much trouble, and they've already got black spot on them. And why do you want to bring a headache with you to Florida when you're already unpacking and trying to get your new landscape in, in place? If okay. it were me, I would say, new homeowners, welcome to them. You have them. Bye-bye. See you later. That's okay, thank do. you. All right. That's my good, uh, truthful, and I think helpful advice. Thank you this morning goes to Ashley Frasca for doing such a great job screening our calls, as she always does, and answering questions off the air. Jason Byers brings all sorts of music to us, keeps us on the air, and keeps us smiling the entire time. Be sure to join our newsletter list on my website, WalterReeves.com. Dave Baker is here. We'll have the Home Fixer Show straight ahead for only an hour and a half today. He'll end at 11.30 this morning. But then I'll see you next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden at 6 a.m. See you then.